Hi guys and welcome back to Average Pundits, your home of all things Premier League. After a frustrating morning of technical <laughs> difficulties, we're, uh, we're all up and ready to go. Um, as always, I've got a uh, co-host, Reese Williams, with me. Howdy, hey. How's it going? And today we've got uh, the guest, uh, star guest today, Aston Villa lifelong fan, uh, the manager oh, of the good. big dogs at the University of Worcester, uh, the University full team. We've got Mr. Harry O'Neill. Beautiful. Cheers for having me, fellas. Yeah, no worries, mate. No worries. <clears throat> so uh, first thing to do, lads, yeah, break down the, what's happened <clears throat> over, the, over the weekend. Oh, <clears throat> Yeah. I think, think the first result to talk about, probably one of the most shocking results, you got um, Man City and Newcastle. What was going on oh, there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in fairness, I, I was watching this while I was at work. Um, and to be honest, it was just one of the weirdest games I've ever watched in terms of like, there was seemingly nothing happened, but there was still, what was it? One all in the end? No, it's two, two, all. Two, two, two all. Two and absolutely, what a result for Newcastle! Get in, I lads. think brilliant. To be fair, I mean, like, yeah. Again, out of say, as I was saying, like, out of literally nothing, all yeah. of a sudden, um, you get what a De Bruyne absolute world, and then John Terrell. Yeah. I couldn't tell you which one was better, to be honest. They were both. They were both phenomenal. Correct. I mean, goal wise, probably <clears throat> KDB, but. I think the, te- the emotional technical... wise and for me John Joe Shelby because <laughs> we're now how many points like 11 points uh, above you, Manchester City you, now you, you live for the one league it's done <laughs> I, I mean yeah I'd be very very shocked if they like somehow I mean we've been in this away. position before let's let's just say that now oh yeah and we <laughs> and lit- have, literally you slipped you have slipped so <laughs> Uh, we can, we, we, we'll, we'll see. I mean, in that game, you look at Manchester City averaging 24 shots in that game and only nine of those on target. So not, not the best return, but... Dubravka had a very good game. Like, he he, he had an absolute world mm-hmm. in the game. Like, um, the amount of like saves that he pulled off. I'm surprised he didn't get man of the match, to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah, he let in two goals. But... Um, I guess I guess you know the the influence of KDB was was too much for the game. He's always one of them though, isn't he? He's he's that kind of player that dictates a midfield, and then you know he can come come up with something special. Like any other time, that 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 wins that game two one more than likely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, but uh, I, I guess Newcastle. I mean, I think eight of the last thirteen goals have been scored by defenders. Uh, their front, they are unreal. I think their front three is absolutely appalling sometimes. This like, season, they have been appalling. I think as individuals, they are um, fantastic players, and they're all quite promising in their own right. Just, they just mm. haven't gelled. Have they, they can't. They can't fit gel together. Not under not under Steve Bruce. That is mm. like that. They don't gel with his style of play. Brucey bingo. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Again, uh, another kind of controversial game. You got Liverpool and Brighton. A two-one win for Liverpool, but a red card for Alison Becker. Yeah, he's out for the next. I think. I think he's out for the next three three games. Am I right in thinking Merseyside derby as well? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Everton aren't really that great, so yeah, not this the, season. The, 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 dra- the drama of that of that derby could uh, could lead to some interesting game potentially. But uh, I think the, the you know Virgil Van Dijk scoring two in this game is uh, <coughs> he, he's, he's normally the, just the rock, and now he's turned the goal scorer. So he is just um, phenomenal, isn't he? Um, he, he, he still came second on the Ballon d'Or, though. Yeah. I mean, like that's, yeah, again, he's, a, he's amazing. But um, I mean, I don't think anyone but Messi deserves it this year. He's been it's, again, people have people have mentioned that it's it's a case of like, well, who's had the, you know? You, it depends how you look at the Ballon d'Or. It's who either had the best year or who's have the best career. Who's the best player? You know, either way, who's had the best year? You could probably say Van Dijk. Mm. Who's obviously the best player again? There's no shadow of a doubt. I mean, there are, everyone does say that there's quite a bias towards defenders when it comes to the Ballon d'Or, but to, for, for Virgil Van Dijk to, to get as high as he as he has in the Ballon d'Or nominees, it's quite it's quite telling to see how much of an impact he's had on, mm-hmm. on our squad. I think it's a testament to, to him as a, as a player, obviously. But um, like you mentioned, Harry, I think a lot of the time with the Ballon d'Or is such a controversial trophy. 
it depends how you view it. I mean, is it is it the popularity contest? Is it is it the best attacker? Maybe, but I I generally think it is. Other than that Modric one uh, last year. I think it's always going to be a race between Ronaldo and Messi. I think it needs to be reformed. It definitely needs to be looked at. And it's, yeah, it's almost like you need to have some sort of substantial year. I mean, well, Virgil van Dijk won the Champions League. I didn't get the UA for best player, I think yeah. it's called. Something yeah. like that. You got the Defender of the Year for the Champions League. You know, what else do you need to win to kind of say, look, you know, I deserve some sort of... I mean, Liverpool beat Barcelona as well yeah. on that run to the Champions League. So, I mean, what else do you need to kind of go, look, I deserve something like that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, moving on, another comfortable win for Crystal Palace, uh, 2-0. That was away from home against Burnley. Uh, Wilfred Zaha and Jeffrey Schlupp with the goals. What are you making of that? A pretty convincing win for, um, from Palace there? Or? It's nice to see that Wilfred Zaha is keeping up his form, even though he wanted to move away in the summer. Correct, yeah. That's mm. uh, almost something I was going to say. Like, it's, 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 there's a testament with certain players, like, um, you know, they could always kick off and then refuse to play. You know, you've had people like Carlos Tevez and things like that in the past. Yeah. just outright yeah. just going, well, that's it, I'm not playing, I'm being subbed on. Um, someone like Zaha, he knows he's he's incredible for that. Obviously, for for Palace themselves, he can almost make or break their season. So for him to almost like stand up and have that attitude, I think it's brilliant. The yeah. the ever the ultimate professional, uh, Wilfred Zaha is. He, I don't think there's been a game where he hasn't been like so professional in in the way that he does play. It's often quite um, hard to find in, in modern he, football. He's a very good player as well. I saw a stat that he's completed over double the most dribbles in the Premier League this season. Yeah, uh, he's about, just he's just phenomenal. Combat, he's about start. about 30, 38 or something like that. Dribbles like, was, like pass players or something like that. Very good on the ball. Absolutely, he's got, he's got very, a very, very good, very nice footwork. What do we make of West Ham's away win at Chelsea one 0 Again, love it. <laughs> I honestly wasn't expecting it to be no, honest. No. I I thought you know with the way West Ham have been, they're a very odd team in terms of form, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I mean, for them to come kind of come away with a big, big result like that, I think is brilliant, especially under a Chelsea side at the moment that are really, really rolling. So I think it's again, it's it's, it's a testament to them, fair play. To and them. it was a dream debut for lifelong West Ham fan David Martin as well. Wow, yeah. Old coming onto the pitch, that was keeping a clean it? sheet. I mean, you, you broke down, didn't you, as well? Yeah, yeah, tears after the game. Just the emotion of a of a, of a diehard West Ham fan. I've got to be honest, though, the the key, the West Ham keeper's been between the sticks recently. Is, is Roberto is something like that. Yeah, he's been appalling, so they had to make a change. My God, yeah, like he has really not looked they up to it, has he? Definitely had to make a change, and I mean, David Martin, if he if he has to come in going forward uh, until Fabianski comes back, then if he, if he keeps that up, fair play, fair play to him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, Aaron Cresswell with the goal. I mean, Aaron Cresswell's having a good season. He has. Uh, he, he is having a very good season. He's good fullback. Yeah. Top, top five left backs in the league at the minute. England call up, I reckon. Um, as well. Maybe I'm not sure if he'd get past uh, Chilwell at this point. Again, I, I think it depends. Uh, depends on how England are going to play. Obviously, we played mm. a lot of the time three at the back in terms of uh, when we was in the World Cup. So yeah. again, it's like you know, do you start Kyle Walker fullback? Is he a centre half? You know, it, again, it depends on kind of that really, and then. Obviously, who's who he's going to bring in his squad? Yeah, I think I think Carl Walker at centre half. I, I I like the sound of. I mean, he, he, he comes he's got in the build there for he, it. He does okay. He's got the build for it. He's quite tall. He's quite strong, and he's also he's just quick. He's very mm. quick. So if that, I mean, maybe we maybe we start to play five at the back with the England uh, England squad uh, and stick stick Trent on like a right right wing back. Position. Yeah, there you go. I mean, essentially, again, like, what was it before? I think, was it, was it, I'm right in thinking Maguire and Stones were yeah. the ones in the World Cup, and obviously yeah. Carl Walker sat almost like in the middle of that yeah. two centre half. So I think, you know, Maguire will always be that ball winning midfield, um, ball winning defender, sorry. Um, and then John Stones is the one obviously plays with his feet. I mean, Carl Walker then is something different, you know, and I think 
it's that's kind of hard for an attack to read it's like well is he going to suddenly burst out and try and make a 20 yard run is he yeah. going to sit back and you know almost sweep it's one of them but it's good we've got, if, we've got if, them options if we've got those other two defenders as well you know you've got them to cover Carl Walker if he does drift up the pitch so mm-hmm. that's that's quite a good option to have uh, another uh, team have a lot of a uh, lot of English talent com- coming about. Actually, well, both teams to be fair, you have, you have Tottenham, Bournemouth. A lot <laughs> of good English players coming from both of those clubs, but a three-two win from Tottenham. Yeah. To- to- what is what is happening at Tottenham? At the moment? Um, <laughs> um, Mourinho is challenging Deli Ali to come out of his skin. He really is, mate. But they've had three. What are their last results been there? They've had they've had a three-two, three-two, three-two. Three, 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 no, it was a four-two, wasn't was it? it? Four-two. Olympiakos. Oh, yeah, and then the they've had two yeah. three-twos in the. They were they, they're they're like last ten fifteen minutes are very worrying. Um, yeah. You know, I think at at some points, you know, they kind of that's obviously a point Mourinho does need to work on. I yeah. mean, especially as a coach, it's like well, you're still conceding two goals, and like you know, any other situation, two goals could mean you lose two-one, two-nil. You draw to all, you drop points. You know, if if the attack of Spurs obviously is not on currently at their day, mm. Kane doesn't have his day, Deli Ali's injured, whatnot, then you know you can see two goals like that. You could lose a game easy. But there's clearly, like, like you said, there's clearly still questions to be asked there about that Tottenham team. And I reckon possibly come January we might see Mourinho maybe splash a bit of money for that defence. Potentially, it depends on Daniel Levi. Though, obviously, he's very he tends to be very tight with his money. Mm. Um, I know he might look at that Tottenham team and go, "Well, we've just got a new stadium. Uh, obviously, we got to the Champions League final last year. We got a world-class striker in Harry Kane. It's like, well, what else do we need to change? Yeah, ideally, yeah, there, there do needs to be some changes. But I think, but I wouldn't surprise me if they just kept their team now until the rest of the season. There's almost like a write-up and just go, "Well, Mourinho, see how you do, and then we'll give you what you need in the summer." It could happen. I mean, he's taken Tottenham up to fifth now with the with those two wins. Uh, which is obviously what the which which is what Levy wants. Yeah. Um. So, for them to be in a Europa League position, which is what they were, it was ten times better what they were. Yeah. Uh, when Potts was in charge. Tell you what, one last thing to mention about this game. Tell you what, I I I wouldn't say I wrote him off. Harry earlier Wilson. In, 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 yeah, earlier in the Harry podcast, Wilson, but yeah. I, I did put Harry Wilson uh, down. I'm pretty, sure that's a, <laughs> pretty sure that's a sick but, competition. No. Yeah, he's he's um, sl- very very rapidly you know kind of proving me this is this is where we on. this is where we get a new high train episode like completely focusing on it and reshuffling, and reshuffling he's, yeah he's, he's come out of nowhere with things like that to be honest you know like you usually expect your typical suspects with Bournemouth like um like Callum Wilson mm. um, Josh King, Josh King well. you know players like that you think oh well there's their main two scoring outlets and then all of a sudden you've got Harry Wilson just almost coming out of nowhere yeah. with any of this yeah. I think he can push maybe like a full, like a full move there like yeah. a Shocker. It could happen. I mean, I, I'd love to have him back at Liverpool, but there's just nowhere for him to fit in. After. Correct. Yeah. So there's so much talent in that Liverpool team. I don't think he'd get in. Drifting on, uh, Southampton, Watford. The uh, what, what we were saying, boys. The one, the relegation derby, kind of. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, that was an entertaining uh, Super Sunday game. Yeah. But when I did see that, I thought, oh dear, mm-hmm. <laughs> why is this on? But is Marley Asar getting his first goal for Watford in his second start? Uh, for for him, and then Danny Ings pulling up his uh, I think it's seventh yeah. seventh goal of the competition. Da- yeah. Danny Ings is, is is still getting getting as, the goals in. As I keep saying, he's going to pull double figures. This he season. almost fumbled in, but I think he's one of them players that like double always score goals. Like he'll oh, yeah. just so happen to be in them positions as a striker to score them goals, yeah. and I think that you know that racks up his tally massively. Like as a as a finisher, I'd, you know, probably not the best. I haven't seen. Like, I can't remember mm. the last time he scored an absolute world. To be mm. honest, no. but. 
things like that obviously get results especially with the situation that Southampton are in now they need things like that they need a they need a poacher and in, uh, Danny Ings is that guy in a team where it's it's looking like they, they, they it's it's a very realistic possibility for them getting relegated oh, I think Danny Ings might be rescued I think I think a club may come knocking if, if he keeps up these 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 goals and, and keeps up the fitness someone could come knocking I don't him. know I reckon he'll go back down to the championship I don't Do you think I th he's getting on a bit now isn't he he's I mean, quite he's, he's getting of that age where what, like he's late, not late 20s yeah, late twenties. I mean, he's supposed to be in his peak, and it's, it's, I mean, it's not really showing. I mean, he's scoring for Southampton, but I reckon he'll only be that ten goal per season player. Mm. I mean, on Southampton, uh, obviously Charlie Austin now at the Albion. Obviously, what he's doing seemingly very well with them. Scored a penalty, I believe, yesterday or there before. I mean, uh, would you potentially say that? Uh, Charlie Austin leaving has like damaged Southampton a bit. I mean, he wasn't really getting much that much game time anyway. No. But he's scoring goals. I mean, I mean it's, the it's, fact it's, that he's getting goals out it does raise questions, doesn't it? It's 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 a less attacking option for him, and you know that's that's probably what they were scrambling towards when they you know in the summer. So bringing in Danny Ings as well. And then there's 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 Che Adams knocking around. Oh, bringing in Tr Che Adams and as well. Uh, he's what's going doing, on there? He's doing nothing, as yeah. we uh, you know, previously <laughs> said. You have to laugh, as a Villa fan anyway, sorry, you do have to <laughs> laugh. That, um, again, I mean, this kind of got took out of context, but I, I know uh, in his interview when he turned around uh, and said he believes that Southampton can go on, and well, he was like, there's no reason why we can't go on and try and win the league. <laughs> Understandably, I mean, like I know that's been taken way out of context. Of people are going, he thinks Southampton are going to win the league. Yeah. I don't think he meant it like that, but it's still quite funny to see something like that. And then, well, he might win the league. You yeah, yeah, never know. He yeah. might, he, they might win the league next season, the championship. Yeah. You have a little chocolate bag. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, moving on again, another poor result for Arsenal: two-two draw against Norwich. Uh, Pukki finally scoring after you know weeks of weeks of drought yeah uh opening the scoring he was in and my then, fantasy team thank god for that oh, I, I took him out uh, i think he's still in mind cutting about um I, and then Abamyang scoring a penalty and shushing 19th place norwich fans it's a bit yeah. it's a bit dead but you know Obviously, whatever you want to do Pierre. now since since we last recorded the podcast unai emery was was sacked he as was. arsenal boss good evening good evening <laughs> good evening and um i think it was uh, i think it was it was I think everyone's in agreement it probably needs to happen absolutely yeah and yeah. at the moment early days to get a new one in so freddie lundberg has taken freddie. the helm with per mertesacker as his number two which is a very strange setup to see on the yeah, sidelines but fair it is enough. weird to see i mean mertesacker is normally on the sidelines for well he used to be anyways in his latter career but <laughs> yeah, um maybe maybe mertesacker comes back into that starting defense uh he'd probably it, but, prove it exactly <laughs> in, in all honesty, yeah i mean he start. he's my right thing he started mustafi yeah. Uh, over the weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, yep. that's his first league game this season, I think, as far as I'm aware. I know he's played obviously in the Europa League, but yeah. uh, there's a lot of questions going on with Arsenal at the moment. And I mean, not starting Kieran Tierney over Seiko Asenac is quite questionable. Now that Tierney's fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But um, I guess bringing him off. The, oh, he didn't even bring him off the bench. They they, they subbed on Torreira, Martinelli, and, yeah. uh, and Saka. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, what. You know what's going on with that Arsenal team. All I know is that a defensive change needs to be made. Yeah. One, you know, n not even like a big Van Dyke-esque types, you know, signing. I think it just needs lots of little 
pieces taken out and put like reshuffling. There's, there's just a lot of questions to be asked there. If, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, last week we had a Arsenal and Manchester United topical podcast based on the current managerial situations. Uh, we had Al Forsyth on last week, a uh, lifelong Arsenal fan. He gave a lot of interesting points. And a member um, of the big dogs. And, and another, yeah, another <laughs> member of the big dogs and the wow. uni thirds. But um, <laughs> if you want to go and uh, have a listen to that, please uh, go and have a listen and tell us what you think. Uh, but drifting away from Norwich Arsenal, uh, another draw... A, a game which was, um, I think, the thing based on their current form, but both teams kind of hard to predict. But Wolves Sheffield. Um, fun fact that I another fun fact uh, might have to have like a like a sound bar is like Reese's fun facts. Um, Wolves have been unbeaten since middle of September. That's crazy to think. That That's is mad. crazy. I th- I'm pretty sure that is what. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that is that that is the the, the statistic. Yeah, in, 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 the, in the Prem. In in the Premier League, yeah. Um, I mean, their the, their games haven't always been massively convincing. Wolves. I mean, they they, they can get they get results, don't they? Mm-hmm. But they I mean, always in take that, points of top teams as well. In that game, thirteen shots, three on target. There. Again, Sheffield. I mean, ten, ten shots from Sheffield, four on target, and both of them getting a goal. Sheffield obviously scoring very early in the game. I mean, it wasn't the most thrilling. But I mean, because these these are the kind of games where you think our oh, Wolves maybe can just go there and completely batter them. But then again, Sheffield have had good good form in the Prem as well. Yeah, it? Wolves are another weird team. Sheffield United again, another weird team. I think you know they're almost doing what Wolves did last season. Obviously, when they obviously you know, get promoted up, nobody really knows what to expect. A lot of people probably predicted Sheffield United to go down. I thought they'd struggle mm. genuinely. Mm. Um, they didn't obviously make that many changes to their squad. But I think to be honest. Um, I think it's like almost like the stature of the club, the kind of like mentality that they have that's kind of pulling them through rather than ability. You know, they've, they've got a pre- you know practically sound squad, but um, I think obviously with what the excitement around that club at the moment is probably the thing that's keeping them. You know, getting these getting these results, and I don't think any other situation they probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Um. So it's really good to see. No, it, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, it makes for interesting content to watch every week in and week out. Yeah. In the certainly, generally, obviously, at least uh, Musa. Uh, coming on scoring again he's yeah. been like a shock signing for for Sheffield United not you know pretty pretty unknown as a player and now coming in and scoring uh, you know quite a few goals for him now yeah but moving on again uh, the only club now who possibly could stop Liverpool <laughs> Leicester uh, City 2-1 another fun fact <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is their best ever goal tally uh, after what was it how many, how many games have the Premier League played uh, this is this is uh, this is their best start in Premier League history. It's probably that, 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 I think that Southampton game definitely helped them. Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they have more points currently than their title-winning season. That's uh, mad. They had twenty-nine points. I this think time when it genuinely won. shows as then, like you know, the the kind of the standard of the Premier League is constantly rising. I mean, it, it, like you know, um, with Liverpool finishing second last year, it was like well, any other. I think it was any other season. Of them, mm-hmm. maybe like one or two years, yeah. that, that that would have won them the league. Yeah. It's crazy to think that that's constantly going up every single year. Yeah. It was a point which decided it, wasn't it? Point, yeah. And it, if we did, you know, if one of the results would have turned our way, it'd have gone to the goal difference. Obviously, that you know, City yeah. would have beat us there. But oh. Leicester City have the biggest. Obviously, that uh, that Southampton game would have helped them. Yeah. They have the best goal difference <laughs> in the Premier League as well. So 24. seeing uh, seeing a uh, Kelechi Yukinacho on the score sheet, that was, it's that, weird. That was weird. Um, it's but been a while since you've mm-hmm. seen him cutting about in the that, and, and he assisted he assisted Jamie Vardy's goal as well. I'm yeah. not sure if it was a shot or not, but um, 
Yeah, I, no, I still maintain Man City's decision to, to sell him at the time. I thought it was was crazy. How much did they sell for? Twenty five. It was crazy. Yeah. At, at one point, you know, I remember when he first kind of almost broke out. Started scoring a couple of goals. It was almost the same time as Rashford, and people were kind of going, "Well, Man City's got Ian Acho, Man United's got Rashford. Who's going to be the better wonder kid?" And obviously, Rashford ended up going on to doing what he's doing now. Yeah. Um, again, and then Ian Acho kind of just disappeared into the shadows. But fair play to him for kind of you know. Coming on, getting himself yeah, a goal. Massively. Will he stay at Leicester over the uh, obviously Christmas period into January potentially? I, um, I, I don't think there's many places that will that will have him. He's mm. a nice bench player. He comes off the bench, and I mean, he, he, I, think I mean, he started, didn't he? This any game, opportunity so. comes, will be outside the prem, won't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it'd probably be a move away to. I mean, he's still what was it, twenty twenty three? Twenty three, twenty four. So he's still he's, young. He's got a lot of room to grow. Maybe under the right yeah. manager, and maybe Brendan Rodgers is that manager. He's a fantastic. He's fantastic. He is a phenomenal manager. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we've got only got one more game to discuss this week. Uh, we will drift onto that one in a minute. But first things first, Reese, we've got the hype train this week. So we're pulling in the station, boys. Um, <laughs> so we've got a few. Mm-hmm. Um, Adama Traore. Okay. Okay, Adama Traore. Uh, as, as a player, we, we, we again we we've mentioned him a few times on the podcast, and as a player, he's before this season there were a lot of question marks and a lot of positives. There were there was some really weird things, but this season he's kind of tying his game a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. For a long time, the problem for me with him, I thought as a dribbler, crazy speed, brilliant coming up through Strength. that. Yeah, exactly. Strength. He's more of an. I think he's more of an athlete than a footballer. To be oh, honest, yeah, yeah. He might be great, obviously. You know, as you said, with dribbling, but you know, stick him on a hundred meter sprint or something honestly, like that instead. It's crazy. Without a shadow of a doubt, the fastest player in the Premier League. Maybe even. I, I think I throw one more person in that ring to challenge him. Maybe Daniel James. Maybe. No. You kidding no. Man? No. He might not be race. far off. I don't think. He wouldn't think be, no, he wouldn't far. be far off. But I don't think Daniel James is as quick as Adama. Not I th- a chance. I think we'll, we'll not with those we'll, leg muscles. We'll set up a foot race. We'll see what happens. Not with those. <laughs> let's let's just let's just simulate it on FIFA or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, right now, Damatrori this season's found himself getting a few more goals. Um, obviously, putting him into a putting him into a, into a bracket, I think, is quite difficult. Reese, just remind us again, what are the uh, what are the categories we've got to put? So in? the categories go as we have five. So it is poor, average. Uh, prospect, star, and world class. I think it could very much balance between average and prospect. I think he's still relatively young, obviously. He's 23. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, so. he originally came from Barcelona. He was at Villa for some stage. Yeah. Um, I thought very exciting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I watched his debut, and then I watched the game. I think it was either as his home debut or potentially actually his debut himself. He was in the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was against. It was, uh, I think it might have been Nuts County, mm. something like that. Uh, very good. Obviously, yeah, I was like, got on the ball, started running at people, something that Villa at that time just didn't have. Yeah. And um, I thought it was amazing. Again, though, as it's developed, it didn't quite work out at Villa for whatever reason. Um, he obviously ended up moving on. Again, end product for me. Yeah. End product, it's especially as a coach, it frustrates me when there's no end product. Mm. Um, you know, either release it sooner attempt to cross yeah. it easy or just have a shot you know and it'll practice your shooting at least yeah. Yeah. and that's kind of you know if he oh, as you've as we've said you know he, he's scoring more goals creating more opportunities i think that's kind of going to tip him into a prospect mm. um but he's got to do more consistently otherwise he can just end up being a bang average player mm. i think um at first i think i told the idea of possibly a star player but the problem being with that is that i think wolves have 
the selection of the usual suspects, like four or five players, yeah. which can really impact a game. And I think this season he's put in some really good performances in that category, potentially. But then the Diego Jotters, you know, you've got the um, Ryan 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 Mez, as well. Uh, Doherty is, yeah. is mm. performing out of his skin. And, and like Moutinho, Neves, there, there, there are too many players in that team, I think. However, I don't think, as a defender, there's anything scarier than seeing a Damatreo pick up the ball and run at you. Potentially, mate. I mean, if, me as a defender, I'd end up on the floor. Oh, if he if he's knocking <laughs> if he's knocking the ball around you and then and sprinting around you, I mean, it's, it's game over. Really. He turns it into a foot race. Yeah, and that's not a lot. He, he will knock it in front of him and just sprint. Yeah, yeah. and you know, he, he sounds very basic. He almost sounds like Sunday League esque. Yeah. At the end of the day, if he's doing that towards you and he's he's quicker than you, then a fullback's gonna have a lot of problems. Mm. You got the fast kid with the mercurials on the side. Yeah, you know what I mean. He <laughs> literally hears something like that situation. Yeah, I mean, if we had to put him somewhere, boys, where are we thinking? I'm leaning towards like as, as as Harry said, like he could develop and like shoot. You know, he's he's still young, so it might be. I mean, this carriage is getting quite full, but I might have to say prospect at this point. We agree he's with that. Still... I'd, I'd more than likely agree. Yeah, I mean, the only the only concern for me, obviously, the, yes, again, as I said, end product. Uh, he's still relatively young, so I think to be a prospect, he's going to have to start to develop now within the next couple of years. He's not going to be that quick forever. Let's yeah. be honest. In about mm. six, seven years' time, there's no chance. So I think if he if he does it now, brilliant. I think he's a good young prospect. I'd probably say the cutoff is twenty four, isn't it? For a prospect, yeah, you still, I think you still so. play under twenty three's football. So I think that that is the cutoff. Yeah. So you know, a, a good little position. I for think him. he's he can develop into one of the most dangerous and prolific, you know, players in in the Premier League if if he yeah. continues the way to you know up, upwards. Be interesting to see where where he ends up. Uh, what who we got next, Bruce? Uh, I believe Douglas Louise. <sighs> Harry, mate. Well, I mean, I watched his debut um, for, I uh, watched his home debut, should I say, when we lost 2-1 to Bournemouth early on in the season. Again, a game, from a Villa perspective, we probably shouldn't have lost. We gave two very, very silly chances away early on. Yeah. Um, he's, but he scored a wonder goal. You know, he's a great yeah. technical finish. Um, again, came from Man City, struggled in terms of Man City to use the work permits, I believe. Uh, he was a nightmare for us to try and sign him. Mm. Uh, but he did very well abroad. Uh, I think it was a, but I can't remember potentially Bill Bow, I believe. Um, he, he did. He did have a shift over in the BBVR. Yeah, Bilbao was ringing about. <clears throat> obviously, I remember watching a very, very good game against Real Madrid. I couldn't remember if they beat him or not, but um, uh, he played for Girona. 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 There you go. But uh, I, I mean, again, you know, it, I remember putting a very, very good shift against Real Madrid. He's that type of player that's for a Villa side at the moment offers something very different. When we have a midfield free of like Hurahan McGinn and then he can almost sit in then and be that or not almost like a ball winning midfielder but like he offers something different with his feet you know he's very he can ping a pass he can ping a shot as we've yeah. seen um yeah I mean as a prospect potentially I think he can you know he's still relatively young um he's got time to develop City I've got a buyback clause on him so if he has a brilliant season we could end up losing him he's, he's yeah. one of those so again it wouldn't surprise me if you know you could probably put him into that prospect category yeah, I, I agree. You know, he's he's still twenty one. He's only just a year older than me. Yeah. Um, he's young. the the only The only thing which I would raise possibly, which may tip me into the average point, um, it, not too much to go on. Maybe clutching at straws, but I feel like Manchester City, like we mentioned a second ago, the decision to let Iquinacho go, at the time I felt was crazy. I think this this young player, really talented, and then they did they they opted to let him go, and then at Leicester started okay and then faded completely faded and i wonder do man city let players go which they don't feel are going to be okay at the club but the counter argument to that is sancho isn't it 
Because Sancho went 100%. They would not have let him go if they would have known he was going to turn out the way he turned out. No. But at the same time, would they have let Louise go if they thought, you know, this guy isn't going to be Man City caliber? I think potentially, like, it could be, yeah, in terms of footballing ability. Like, does he fit into that midfield right now? Absolutely not. Will he, potentially? Um, however, again, I think it was something to do with all the work permits and whatnot. He almost poses a nightmare player and I just kind of, you know... Uh, from my perspective, it's almost like they were just like, happy to kind of just get rid of him. And they've got, as I've said, they've got that buyback clause in case he goes on a madness. But um, I think it's one of them, really. They're not overly fussed on. He hasn't set the world alight. I don't expect him to, but I think he could still turn out to be a very good player. Okay. So, lads, where are we thinking? Um, I can't. I mean, he's 21. Uh, there's not really <clears throat> any, you know. It's hard to Un- unless, about. unless you you you're 21 and you're down in the dumps of the uh, you know League Four, I think that he's he's definitely a prospect. He's, he's playing, putting in some good performances for Aston Villa, and um, uh, I can only see him going up unless obviously horrific injuries can happen. But sky's the limit. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Okay. There we go, guys. So that again is this week's segment of the hype train. You can see all of our regular updates on the Instagram page at Average Pundits and on Twitter at Pundits Average. I believe that's correct, Reese. Indeed, it is. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's always can, backwards on Twitter. It's always yeah backwards on Twitter, but you can always keep up to date with any of the graphics online. Yeah. Um, this week's topic is Aston Villa. That's why we got Mr. Harry O'Neill on, lifelong Aston Villa fan. Um, the first thing to talk about quickly uh, is the Man United Villa game. That's mm-hmm. the last game of the Premier League we haven't spoken about yet. Two-two. I personally predicted the United win for this. I, I did thought too. it was it was a case of United at the moment are playing for all or nothing. We 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 they, we categorically need to win. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Ollie has Ollie's said gone. Ollie has said to his players that he's expecting to get sacked if if the results don't come within the next two. Wow, that, that okay. is that is the headline on uh, BBC Sport currently. Yeah. Um, Harry, what are you making of this game from a Villa perspective? Uh, in, in all honesty, uh, obviously we played Newcastle on the Monday Night Football uh, and got a result there. I thought that might have been, I mean, no disrespect to Man United, I thought that might have been the harder game to try and get a win, or at least points from, um, than Man United. I think at the moment, Newcastle were obviously a team under Steve Bruce that liked to play defensive football, so away from home, they are happily set up sharp and just sit there. We got goals from set pieces, which I thought was good. And obviously, we got three points. And then, obviously, coming to United, I think, especially away from home, there's no reason as to why we shouldn't give it a go. Mm. Um, again, obviously, with the situation there, and we know they're under pressure. Dean Smith was probably fully aware of that and thought, well, we've got an attacking football inside. We may as well have a go and see what happens. And obviously, we got something early on. Pegged back again. Jack Grealish misses a sitter. He's offside for another chance. You know, there's, in, a, in a situation, you know, there's no reason as to why we can't maybe even get three points from that game no there, there is no and that that is the sit we're at currently isn't it i mean aston yeah. villa have been a very valuable addition to the premier league so far i would say they've given some very good games and, and what a bunch of players they have you know Grealish, oh, what a goal he scored yeah um you know uh said it before and i said it again john mcginn love him wesley Wes, wesley's you know once he finds his his form he's going to be out, outstanding <laughs> Uh, I can see him being at Villa for the next couple of years. As a centre forward, I think he's very good. The only frustration sometimes that Villa fans have is they expect results straight away. Yeah. They expected him almost to come in and be like, like a Benteco when yeah, we exactly. both signed him, set the set the Premier League alight and keep us up and blah blah blah. But because uh, they are similar players, you know, yeah, yeah. Statues and as a centre forward, I think he's brilliant in terms of the way he moves the ball, the way he screens the back four, the way he puts pressure on. Fantastic. The only issues with him again, obviously, is, well, he needs to, he does need to get more goals. Yeah. Um, but I think certain Villa fans do need to be patient with that mm. 
um, because essentially he's at the moment, other than Jonathan Codger, which is a completely different factor altogether, um, he probably is our only valuable centre forward that we have. Mm. So I think in terms of that, you know, he's he's a good player. He just he needs a bit of patience. Exactly. I mean, with that United team that we started. It's, it's it's again it's, it's it's the midfield. I mean, Pogba, um, Pogba's out. Pogba's currently out uh, injured. He's coming back fairly soon, I can imagine. I look at that Villa midfield and I look at our midfield, and I know which one I'd rather have. Currently, I know which one I'd rather have, and that as a United fan is scary. Wow, oh, it's it's it, it, it's scaring me. Um, Pereira currently, I've said it before. I mean, I was more than happy to give Pereira chances, but it's it's done now. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's am I right in thinking you got the assist for? The he, United for, United equaliser first for the, goal for the equaliser. I I did he did he play into that into that factor? Or was it? Oh, uh, it was, it was, it was known good goal. It, it he possibly involved in the. Oh, it, was given, it was given. as no goal, and there's no assist on the on, on the start. Yeah, start I think he might. Ball. I think he might have been the one to put the ball. He did. In. He did put yeah. the ball. Yeah, in, that's what. I, yeah, that's what good, I mean. Like, I think good, good ball. I think I think it was just because it was given as an own goal that I he just, hasn't got the assist for that. But he just frustrates me. Some of the passes he plays. It just doesn't scream United. I mean, he he's he's been out on loan to the BBVA and and he's again looked okay, but he he's not looked any better than no. what he currently is now. This is his ceiling, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not United. Fred, Fred, I I feel like maybe possibly with the right players around him, but again on his own he can come across sometimes just diabolical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred does worry me. I mean, he worries me in in terms of like Man United's performances and things like that. Is he going to be the player to help you out? I really don't think so. No. Um, however. Obviously, again, from a Villa perspective, I remember he, he, he had a couple of shots from outside the box and, like, I, I really wasn't concerned, you know what I mean? For yeah. Me watching that game, obviously, if somebody picks up the ball outside the box and looks to strike, usually you think, okay, what well, something going to happen. Yeah. Mm. With that, with him taking him, I was like, well, it's fine. I yeah. think it should be okay. I just feel like, I mean, again, another result which, on paper, maybe United would have been favoured to win. Mm-hmm. I mean... And another result which Oli has got question marks it's, over there. I, I think down to I mean the equaliser was kind of down to Brandon Williams being quite inexperienced as a player mm. um, keeping he's not pushing up with the, the, the back line and keeping Tyron Mings on, uh, on side mm-hmm. uh, for, him to, for him to put that ball Buster Hayer. Uh but um, you know maybe it's time for Brandon Williams to maybe sit a few games and you know, be brought on um, but I mean he's obviously still got room to grow but yeah there's, there's just serious questions there. I think, obviously, Manchester United, speaking about United there, we've got two games coming up in very quick succession. Tottenham and Manchester City, two S- games which we are you. not going in, in as the favourites to win by a long shot. No, I mean, Mourinho wants to come for blood for his old team. He will do indeed. Um, Mourinho will be looking there for the, for the win. And Manchester City, I mean, obviously, the Manchester derby is always, always a good watch, but the, the thought of it terrifies me at the moment. I mean... Well, Ollie's got to be hanging on by a string now, isn't he? He's got to be hanging. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with me and like interim managers, it can be sometimes very, very like naive almost by clubs to kind of go, well, they're on some good form, let's sign them permanently. I think Ollie was very, very good at steadying the ship. Obviously, then you know people started asking questions, well, is he going to sign them permanently? Is he not? I think it was the wrong choice. I thought out at the time it was too early, and now obviously it's turned into something like this where nothing really much has changed. Was he a short-term solution? Yes. Uh, I don't think long-term, though. I mean, when he first came in, people were already asking questions anyway. Obviously, with the, in terms of Premier League form, what he did with Cardiff, he went down with them. Has he done much since? I think he was at Mould. Yeah. Am yeah. I right in thinking? Yeah. So, I mean, 
again, you know, he's, he's got a you know he's got a Man United team at the end of the day. He's, he's got very very good opportunity in front of him to kind of have one of the most successful clubs in the world, one of the most, especially one of the richest. Um, I mean, again, it's this issue I think with interim managers. Is he gonna be the one to you know redevelop this team? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right now. Maurizio Pochettino is still waiting in the wings. We never know. I mean, I personally can see no other, no other scenario other than Oli potentially being released after this Tottenham or Manchester City game, and our board throwing whatever we can at Pochettino. I feel like there are other managers available. Obviously, uh, the other uh, biggest, largest profile manager is Massimo Allegri, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's probably the the next kind of highest profile player, but uh, manager rather. But I do not feel he suits United. I think uh-huh. it, it can. We need a manager who, who can master the rebuild and Poch did that. Uh, Unai Emery by any chance? Oh God, <laughs> that would just, that would just um, be typical, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm, I believe Ollie's just given a uh, given an interview, uh, and he has um, he has come out and said that the recent sackings of Unai and Poch uh, haven't left him more concerned about his position at United. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Each to their own. Um, you know, he's, 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 he just says he's focusing on his job at the minute. But um, I think you have to say that as a coach. Yeah, though. obviously. It's got to be done, Yeah, you know, uh, in the back of his mind, is he worrying about it? Yeah. You're, 18 I think points you're from 14. It's their worst start in, in Premier League history. I don't see how this team can, can survive under Ole at the minute. As a coach yourself, Harry, what do you think is going through his mind at the moment? I think, in all honesty... Um, You've got you've got the ability, the ability is there. Yeah, it's not as is it a Man United standard? Probably not. But you know, is it a standard that could still probably land you sixth, seventh place? Yeah, probably. I don't see why not. It's so I don't think ability is the real issue because obviously again you've got the money to sign players and you will again it's a rebuild job. I think what might be going through Ali's head at the moment is that players don't want it. Players don't play for the badge, and I think it could become a real issue. In terms of like you know, if you can compare it to teams like Leicester, for instance, there's mm-hmm. that real togetherness, and Brendan Rodgers has come in and developed that real development, you know, togetherness with them players. I think with Oli at the moment, do people believe in him? Do his players believe in him? Maybe, maybe they might still look at him and think, oh, he's he's a Man United icon. He's someone that I look up to. Um, but you know, do players come in now and go? I want to play for Manchester United. Like you know, I believe we need to turn these results around. Players like Fred and that, for instance, I don't really think they see that. They kind of you know m- might look at it and go, "Well, I play for Man United. It's a big club. Mm. That's that. But that might be all they see it as. You know, it's not. I need to play for Man United. I need to represent this club. I need to make sure you know we get back to you know being one of a really dominant force in English and world football. And I don't think Ollie's as a coach. I don't think Ollie would really you know have that with him at the moment it's something he definitely needs to install install very quickly but it's a hard thing to do yeah i mean onto a club uh, potentially on on the on the decline moved onto a club which is potentially on on the incline with aston villa um a good result against manchester united getting the point off them mm-hmm. currently aston villa looking at the at the 14 matches we played so far in the prem four of those have been wins mm-hmm. seven of those have been losses and the rest equate to the draws uh, harry what do you feel about your current form to be honest like um, I, th- I think we'll be okay in terms of whether we're going to stay up or go down. Uh, I think having watched most of the games, it, the main issue was really second half performances. I think I saw something either yesterday or the day before. At half times, if the get results finished the way they are, we'd be third or second in the league. Wow. And it shows really that 
our second half performances are the things that are letting us down. We were winning against Tottenham first game of the season. We ended up losing. We were winning against Man City uh, away. We lost. We were winning against Liverpool away yeah. and we lost. So, uh, again, it, it's one of them where like we aren't holding leads at the moment. And that's what worries me when we took the lead against Man United. I was like, well, it's around, if anything, it might be only a matter of time. Again, yeah, we, you know, uh, did we effectively drop two points? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's, we can't hold on to leads. That's, that's my only concern, really, with Villa at the moment. Yeah. Other than that, I think, you know, certain people are probably, you know, we spent God knows how much money, obviously, over the summer trying to rebuild this squad. But it, it's money that we won from the playoffs. You know, playoffs is one of the, what, the most expensive tournament in club football, yeah. I think, other than the Champions League or something ridiculous. It, it's a joke how much money you get from it. It's very prestigious, isn't it? So, it, yeah, it, there's no wonder, obviously, we were going to spend money. Were people expecting us to do like a Wolves? Probably. You yeah. know, are we going to do that? Obviously not. Um, but I think we're, we're working at our own pace. I think, you know, it, it's going to be one of those where, given a few seasons, you know, Dean Smith's now signed a four year contract extension. You Is know, that a good appointment, do you reckon? Oh, 100%. 100%. I think the thing that's going to be the difference between us and certain other clubs is we've got that almost like special factor that's outside of ability in terms of like you've got um a lifelong villa fan and boyhood like player jack Grealish being captain of your club a lifelong aston villa fan dean smith being the manager of the club and i think it's it's them two factors really that almost make the team that it is now i don't think if we had some you know if we had a manager that didn't have no affiliation with the club if we had a captain that didn't really care about the club as we've had before in terms of players like micah richards when he was captain in the, uh, when we went down we had player um, managers like Remy Gard coming in. It, it, they were pointless appointments, you know, mm. and it, it, that's what accelerated the decline of the club. Now we're again, as you say, on an incline. We are slowly moving up. We are slowly doing well in terms of football performances. Yeah, they could be better in places. We need to hold on to leads and whatnot. But I think we'll be fine this season. I think what will be interesting come uh, the transfer windows. Obviously, we've got possibly as early as January. I think as a club Aston Villa next season I think will progress even further as long as they can c keep a lot of their players because mm -hmm. I feel like there are players in that team which are definitely being looked at I mean I, I want to highlight players like Tyrone Mings Jack Grealish and John McGinn John McGinn, John McGinn. <laughs> absolutely like this, you look at this team and it's, 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 it's a lot more motivated than it's ever been you look at the team from now for when they got relegated uh, I mean, when they got relegated, they got relegated by like like seventeen points. It was a league. joke. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, yeah, that that was the that was the when Leicester won the league. Um, and then you look at the team now. They've they've spent how how much money they spent? It was uh, well over a hundred million. Yeah, million. Yeah. Um, you spent twenty million on two players, like very worthy investments in Tyra Mings and Wesley. Um, both players that can grow into their own, and I mean Tyra Mings especially. He's a he's a lead, he's a natural born leader. Especially I mean, he, he's not—he's you know—he's not even a bit of a fan. Obviously, he's been at Ipswich, he's been at Bournemouth, mm. but he, you look at him and he looks like a player that is, it's like he—he lo he loves the club, he loves yeah. Villa, and like you know, especially last season, he was like fundamental really in getting us up. Um, so to sign him on permanent, I think you know, Bournemouth, Bournemouth knew what they were doing when they put a twenty million price tag on him. Yeah, they knew how desperately we wanted to have him. So why not, you know, put a big much bigger price tag on him and you know obviously we, we were gonna go for it regardless i thought call it 20 25 maybe even 30 i think we probably still would have pushed for it because he was that essential last season i think so far he's proved it this season he's got into the england squad he's made a couple of caps yeah 
and you know there's players like that again Tom Heaton I think has been an absolute revelation as well I think it's a steal from Burnley or be again they've got Nick Pope he's a great goalkeeper as well he's probably on par with you know Tom Heaton but yeah. to let him go I think is that we've we've stole a, a, a fantastic goalkeeper there great brought, experience yeah, keeper. brought in for quite cheap as well mm-hmm. about, about eight, 8 million pound mark it was you know for, for a veteran experienced Premier League keeper I mean crazy. what, what about I can, I can crazy. see him going to the Euros yeah, uh, not surprise for, for a bit of for a bit of you know, whacking some experience yeah, with the, the young goalkeepers. The English goalkeeper debate is something we we spoke about a couple of times in previous episodes, and with Jordan Pickford's position possibly looking a little bit shaky now, it is the Pope's Heatons, Dean Hendersons. It's these players which are potentially ready to snap up that yeah. position. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. Uh, casting your mind back, Harry, to the to, to the playoffs. Yeah, two one against Derby. What were your feelings at the time? Obviously, I bet it was a complete elation. Can, yeah, can we, you remember it? That's the, that's yeah, the I can just about remember it. Yeah, I can't remember what happened afterwards, but I can remember it uh, <laughs> currently. Then the thing is, I I went to the playoff final the year before mm. uh, when obviously we lost one 0 against Fulham. Um, worst experience of my life, to be honest. I don't mm. think I'd ever wanted to see Wembley again after that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we got there again last year. Uh, I went to the playoff games, I went, uh, the um, semi-finals, but obviously I couldn't end up going to the final in the end. Um, so to be, to be honest, to be there, that atmosphere was to me one of the greatest things I've seen. I know a lot of people have went there and said it was, it was literally unbelievable. Um, against Coming up against Frank Lampard's derby, I, to be honest, um, I was I would have been more concerned if we played Leeds. Obviously, you know, they they were almost, they almost had one hand on the playoff final anyway and yeah, they, they kind of throwing it away. But, um, uh, in terms of the game itself, I've never seen us what, obviously go into a cup final in a very, very long time and want it. Yeah, we had the FA Cup final where we got absolutely battered by Arsenal. Uh, you know, not too long ago as well. It, you know, it's been very rare that we've gone to Wembley and actually been up for the occasion. Mm. And I think, to be honest, yeah, like obviously we went one nil up uh, for Al Ghazi. Uh, relatively, I think it was just before the um, just before half time. Yeah. And then begin. Obviously, the second goal. You know, it was more of their error than ours. However, it's something like that. Yeah, you get a two-nil lead at Wembley. I think you know, it, it, with the atmosphere that's going on there, it's, it's crazy. It's hard to crack down on. Correct. It yeah. Eight, eight. Yeah, you got eighty-five thousand people there. Yeah, they got one back, and obviously, I got, I got, <laughs> I got very worried for yeah. uh, a couple of minutes. Momentum's but, uh, always on the side when you know Marriott's you know sticks one in eight. eight yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was always going to happen though with the Villa side that we've got, especially from last season. Anyway, I was, I, you know, mm. it was. I knew at some point we were probably going yeah. to concede because we always did. Um, but yeah, in in all honesty, it was elation. It was something that we finally needed. And to be honest. Um, I think we're in a better position coming up now than we would have been last year under Steve, uh, the year before under Steve Bruce. Uh, if we'd have came up under Steve Bruce in the way he plays football, I think we probably would have struggled a lot more now yeah, than we yeah. would do under Dean Smith. Definitely gonna. I, I would have predicted you going back down to Steve Bruce. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. You know the creative manager that uh, that you that you could have had. I mean Dean Smith. He's obviously someone that's very passionate about Aston Villa. So and and that is that is a factor, isn't it? I, mean, I think when you, when you get someone who is passionate about the club, it can make a difference. I mean, I know. As a lifelong Manchester United player, Ollie does come with that passion for the club. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, after you have the players, have to believe you as well. That's the thing. I think at the moment you've got, uh, yeah, as you say, obviously, like Ollie's obviously a dire Manchester United player, you know, fan player. He's been there, done that. Um, you know, so he's got the fans back. Well, he had the fans back, and I don't know if he still does, but obviously, you know, he's got that history. Um, do the Man United players kind of coincide with that? Probably not. Again, which is the issue. Whereas you look at 
Dean Smith, you know, you, you, you've got him, who's obviously the passionate Villa fan. So there's a fairy tale story there. But then you also like, well, who's the next, who's the guy underneath him? You've got, well, Grealish. He, yeah. He's obviously a boyhood Villa fan. So you've got the, you know, you've got the gaffer and the captain. Essentially, the you know, the, the two ones that, that help the fans to kind of look at that and go, wow, you know, we've got Villa fans running the club, essentially, yeah. from, well, from a, from a footballing perspective anyway. And that, then broadcast it onto the players. You've got leaders like Tyro Mings, things like that. And I think, again, with United, they need a couple of players that really, really want to just like grab people by the scruff of the neck and go, look, play for the club. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's that is what I think that club is the, the club's missing. Yeah. Um, but then with with the kind of players that Villa have currently, there are some really high profile players in there currently that which have built their built their profile up no more than John McGinn. Correct. It was only last summer we saw headlines of him potentially leaving the club for around 50, 60 million that the Sun were reporting mm -hmm. to the, the Manchester clubs were looking at him. And at the time, obviously, you're thinking, wow, that's crazy. I mean, here's someone who made a real stamp on the championship. But we, we, we got him for what was it, 2.75 million or something like that. We, you know, Hibernian didn't want, uh, was it, yeah, Hibernian didn't yeah. want him. It was, it was a toss up between us and Celtic. Um, and he decided to come to English football, you know, albeit in the second division. But you know, he decided, oh well, I'll give it a go. Two point seven five million again, crazy. Absolutely still. Considering, you know, people look at it and say, oh, Villa have spent all this money and they're only sat like fourteenth, fifteenth. But if you actually look at it from like you know a real perspective, our, one of our best players is Jack Grealish, who obviously we didn't pay a single penny for. Mm. Arguably, next best player is John Begin. We spent two million on. It's crazy, you know. We've spent a lot of money, obviously, but it's players like that when you look and go, how cheap we actually got yeah. them for, and they're the, the biggest players in the club so far. Um, if they did leave, you're looking potentially at what, like eighteen, ninety plus million. I mean, potentially. I mean, we the club was in turmoil. It was it um, going into last year, obviously the end, near the end of last year. In terms, you know, we nearly obviously went into administration at some point. Yeah. Um, so we nearly ended up having to sell. Spurs came in for Grealish, I think, for... I think it was a stupid amount of money. It was yeah, something I, silly. Like, I could not believe that didn't happen. I thought that was going to happen. I think it was something like 20 million and Josh Onoma. Something <laughs> yeah. something silly like that. And you look at that now and, we, you know, you know, we was obviously trying desperately to say no, no, no. But it was getting very, very close to the point where in order to save the club, we almost had to let him go. Yeah. And he knew that going into the first game of the season. We, we, beat, um, we beat Hull away 3-1 I believe mm. Jack played in that game and I remember he be, he got subbed off about 10 minutes to go and he almost he, almost, he looked like he was crying he was yeah. he thought that that would have been would have been his last game for the club it's crazy to think now that after we had obviously another takeover with two new two new owners brilliant people but it, it, they saved the club it's crazy to see in it with financial takeovers you can see you can literally see the entire dynamic change crazy happened with Man City it's happened with Villa and now potential to happen with Charlton Athletic. Yeah, I've They've heard about that. They've just been taken over by the. They are now the richest club in English football. On based on what on the oh, based on their owners. That's, that's they are they they are, they, okay. they have more money than Sheikh Mansour. I mean, if they, if and they, Tony Khan, if that investment goes into the to the club, that's the really issue. You've got to hope that they yeah. spend money. Yeah. If, um, if they spend money in the next couple of transfer windows, I see Charlton Athletic and Charlton Athletic in the Premier League. Absolutely. Bonkers, isn't it? The it's only, crazy. It was similar to us. Like The only issue with us last season when we got took over, obviously everyone was thinking, you know, oh my God, we're going to spend all this money now. It was financial fair play. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the championship, you can only spend a certain amount without... Yeah. You can't buy the league. You can't buy the championship, basically. They yeah. will ridicule, for it, ridicule you for it. 
Um, you look at Birmingham City, obviously had a points deduction through financial fair play issues. We almost did. We obviously we got investigated into it by a couple of clubs accused us of the just about got away with it, I think. But um, again, you know, we've we've charted it. If they, if they spend wisely in the Championship, get themselves into the Premier League, that's when they can start unloading 50, 60 million yeah. on players. It's yeah. crazy. Could happen the second they get in. Could yeah, absolutely. Could yeah. Like a complete trigger. Um, but then again, though, do you feel that Villa can keep hold of these big profile players? Because, like you said, I don't think it's long before people come knocking. Jack Grealish especially. I mean, uh, he's someone who I, 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 I've never known over the years what, what my opinions of, of Grealish have been. You only have to talk to a couple of Blues fans and you can get a complete <laughs> warped opinion from the Blues fans based on their... He's very he's very unpopular in the Premier League in general. I think for some for some ridiculous yeah. reason, people call him divers. People call him this, that, and the other. People say he's got attitude, and yeah, he's got a bit of an ego about him. But I think that's what makes him. You know, you need you need someone like that. You know, he's not he's he's humble in himself. You know, he's humble to the extent that he stayed with Aston Villa when arguably he probably shouldn't have last year. Mm. Um, and I think you know with with players like Grealish, players like McGinn. Um, again, very, very good players. If they keep having a fantastic season as they are now, Greenwich could potentially end up going to the Euros. I mean, even begin really with Scotland, you know, yeah. it's, it's something like that. Will clubs look at them? Undoubtedly. I think undoubtedly clubs will look at, you know, clubs like Man United, for instance, if they need central midfielders, they need a new midfield, they might look at him. Will they go? I think... I don't think there's a chance that Greenwich is going. No, uh, I don't think so. Unless it's a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of money. Not for him, but for the club. I yeah. think he he will probably nine times out of ten say no. Um, you know, I don't think wages and whatnot really bother him. Um, I think I think for a player like that, I think they need to believe in the journey and they need to believe in yeah. what that club's going to try and do. Yeah. And I feel like wherever he does end up, if he does leave, he he will have to be on board with that with yeah. plan. I think you know at the moment it would ha- it would have to take Villa to either if we got relegated this season, for example. I mean, we still could, but I mean. If we do get relegated, and that I think that would be it, then I think you know, I think if anything, it's, it'd be down to us to kind of let Jack go out of courtesy to go. Look, you deserve to enhance your career. There yeah. is no point you playing in the championship. It's silly. Um, again, with Begin, uh, you know, I think he, he would end up having to move on as well. So I think staying up for us this season is absolutely vital. Uh, until then, yeah, as you say, in terms of a journey, we are obviously we're a club that's trying to build, trying to go on an incline. So long as we don't stagnate for a couple of years, if we have a couple of seasons where we like we are battling for relegation and things like that, then yeah, probably it might be a time for him to move on to a, almost like a top six club. Mm. But um, as long as we keep growing, keep progressing, I can't see any reasons to why they they wouldn't, wouldn't move. Investment in the right areas is probably what is needed. Um, to, to just keep the stability of the team you know to keep the momentum of the team keep you know to keep that going uh to keep these players like mm-hmm. you, obviously you've got to build a team around you know these players like john mcginn and, and and jack Grealish um to keep them on and obviously like you say um relegation can't happen at all no. otherwise these players are going to sh- jump ship yeah yeah, um, I don't think that Wesley is going to in- enjoy rainy nights at Stoke. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> no, okay. so uh, nor Douglas Louise at all. So, um, how do you improve the team currently? How do you improve that Villa team? How do you take need... the next step? What the, what the kind of players that you would like to bring in? We definitely need another striker. Mm. I think Wesley is again, as I said before, a very good centre forward. Um, but from me, a coach's point of view, it, you don't you don't want one centre forward, and you yeah. don't want one centre forward. You don't want a load of centre forwards that play exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I think the issue at the moment is that 
Wesley's this big centre forward. He's you know he's tough on the ball. He's hard to you know he's very good. His hold up play is quite good. He's good in the air. When that doesn't work, and when we need to try and make balls in behind, try and get people running in behind, do we have a quick striker that can do that? No, no. I think Jonathan Kudja, he's, he's all right, but he's not. I don't think he's Premier League level. I don't think he's he's, he's really cracked it at Premier League level. No, I'd agree with or that. Or he maybe hasn't got the chance to. Yeah, you know, he's, he's come off the bench a couple of times and whatnot. But I think Championships his level. So I mean, he's tw- he's twenty nine years of age. Yeah, exactly. Him, so, so I, I mean, think he's hit his ceiling as as a as a, as a talent. Yeah, uh, he, he's quick, but he's not, you know he's getting to that stage where he might start to slow down. He's in his last year of his contract as well, um, yeah. and I think from as far as I'm aware, we're probably prepared to listen to offers for him. Yeah. Um, however, you know, with you, you can just go on a free. I think he will end mm. up just going on a free to like a championship club at some yeah. point. Yeah. Which again means we need another striker. The only other striker we do have is the uh, young Keenan Davis. Um, but he plays exactly the same as Wesley. You know, yeah. he's a big centre forward, good in the air, not very quick. Again, we need something more. We need something different to offer. So the only two places I'd really look would be a striker and just an extra wide player. Yeah, I think yeah. which we are looking to try and pick up in the summer, um, in January anyway. I I, th- I can see Villa spending big money on another yeah, wide player. Yeah, I th- I think. W- would you get rid of anyone? I I die up maybe Jota. For the obviously uh, signing yeah. for Birmingham, he's, he hasn't really had the. He impact. hasn't took off. He strange took signing, off. wasn't it? He it was, was a strange one. I think Dean Smith done it because he obviously had him at Brentford. He must have been very good at Brentford, obviously, before he, he moved on to Blues. Um, and if you'd have probably, you know, asked Blues fans that when he was at the club, they probably would have said, yeah, he's not too bad, he's okay. If you ask him now, they go, oh, he's crap anyway, we don't need him. Yeah. But um, for me, I think, yeah, you know, I don't like slow wingers. I, I don't, you know, I don't have it with my team. I don't, you know, if you if you if you say if you say you play out wide, I expect you to be relatively quick, or at yeah, least yeah. have a little short burst of pace. Yeah. If you're slow, that worries me because I like, you know, I, I, I I'm big fan of like attacking wide play football. Mm. If you haven't got that pace to get down the line and kind of cause problems to defenders, then players like Yatta wouldn't get in my team you know it's, it's you know if I was Dean Smith for example you yeah. know so again and that's what's going on currently he's not really getting into the team you've got Grealish has now started to play onto the left hand side despite you know he's played number 10 before as well but now he's drifting off onto the left Al Ghazi's a bit more on the right and then you've got Trezeguet where does Hart fit in that I don't think he does it's, it's hard to hard to see a position for him in no what, what speaking of like you know striking options like maybe like a four four two tandem like you know you got Wesley and then another pairing who would you see who would you see Villa picking up in maybe January or summer trying to sign um, they need they again as I was saying I think they need someone who's a bit shorter a bit quicker happy to get in behind um, I mean I, it's I, a difficult one I could see me going up to the summer because I'm pr- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Newcastle are going to go down. I'm pretty sure they will. I think I think they'll put up a good fight, but I'm pretty sure they will go down. It's but a struggle. I, I can I can see players being rescued. I can see like if if Saint Maximum comes good, I could see Villa going in for him maybe. Yeah, potentially. I think um, he's another version of Adam Traore. To be quite honest, yeah, you know, he, he's he's one of them. Maybe like a Rafael Leal from AC yeah. Milan. Uh, young he Portuguese player. He he's does. he's very quick as well. Um, so obviously you got Wesley holding up the ball, and then maybe turn you know playing those behind balls. It, yeah, to, I mean at the moment we've been playing four two three one and four three three. You're probably our main two formations. So Wes has kind of been up on his own. Um, with then either Grealish as a number ten coming in behind him, or if Grealish has gone out wide, then obviously 
It's um, Grealish and Al Ghazi, the kind of two that will run past him. That's you know the basic game plan anyway. Um, so I mean, yeah, in terms, of, I don't, I honestly don't think we'd look for a striker in January. I think again, it would be more of a summer job where we've got more money to kind of blow out. Basically, I think another winger might be needed just to fill that hole for Hotter because I don't think he's, I think his time's pretty much done before yeah. he even started really. Um, other than that, though, yeah, I, I think we'll probably have a quiet, probably have a quiet window in January. Yeah. I think we said before, we said it again. I mean, like you mentioned about players that could possibly come from abroad. The allure of the Premier League now is way too tantalising to, you, to resist. You have so many players that just want to play English football. Yeah. It's not just give like it, give it a taste. Yeah, it's not the, even the top six anymore. People can come in from all sorts. Yeah, of like you said, Maximum went to, and 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 Yolington went to went to Newcastle. Yeah, right? um, I have no idea why, but <laughs> it, it does puzzle me. But um, the magic of Steve Bruce, man. It, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> wow. me if like some of these, like I mean, Moyes Keane came in in the summer, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, oh, my laptop has just died. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't see why players like uh, Jonathan Davis or uh, Palland aren't, you know, wouldn't come to the wouldn't come to the Premier League and give it a taste. It would be something very interesting to see um, on on the rise. Uh, Harry, as a coach, uh, you are the coach of the University Men's Fourth Team, uh, the Big Dogs. <laughs> you have game this week. We do, yeah. Uh, Aston away, beautiful things. Uh, it's in the cup. Uh, it's another round of sixteen replay. We uh, ended up beating them six one, but uh, they decided to have a little hissy fit about it. So uh, looks like we're going to have to play them again. It's away though. Um, again, it, it's one of them. It, it, it's gonna, probably going to be a hostile atmosphere. Apparently, they've kicked off quite a lot. Yeah. So um, you know, we'll just see how that gets on. The squad's been submitted. We're all pretty much ready, good to go. We had training yesterday, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. The pundits will be rooting for you, and uh, we will keep some keep some updates on the instagram account as well uh we will include all of harry's socials as well if you guys want to give him a follow uh, massive thanks to him today no problem last thing to do on the on the podcast guys we've got a lot of premier league football up and oh coming. boy wow do we. as early as um as i guess well, you'll, be listening, you'll be listening tomorrow night so, so we have we have, we have football on tonight yeah, so we released so. the podcast out on a wednesday so we'll be doing the predictions now and there'll be a, it'll be slightly by the, delayed. By the time that you guys are listening to this podcast, there will be uh, three game, uh, no four games that have been played: um, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Burnley versus Man City. Uh, Crystal, uh, oh, yeah, that's it. Oh no, it's, no, it's just the two games. Sorry, it's just the layout of uh, of the of the website. Oh, you know, yeah, you just got uh, Palace, um, Bournemouth, and Burnley City. So we'll we will recap the Wednesday games, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, uh, Amazon Prime have bought a lot of games. Yeah, they, they have. <laughs> I'm totally, it, to, to watch the full football package now, I tell you, it is becoming crazy. So many games. At least you can have a little taste of football if you if you only buy Amazon Prime or something. Yeah, but uh, what are we thinking, guys? Crystal Palace, Bournemouth tonight, seven thirty kickoff. What are we thinking? I think I'd be, I, I would not be would not be surprised if it finishes a draw. To be honest, did you say Crystal Palace are at home? Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace at, at Selhurst Park. Home advantage might pull them through. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say either a two-one Palace or a two-all draw. Yeah, so I was I, I had two-one in my mind for Palace there. I reckon, like you said, I reckon that home advantage will will keep them in the mix. I reckon that Zaha will keep up the form. I reckon yeah, two-one, two-one's uh, quite quite an easy easy result for Palace, mate. Well, not easy, but like it's you know it's open for Palace to take. Zaha's in good form. So well, Bournemouth very good team though. They very are absolutely. They've got they've got very good you know strikers and wingers. Uh, quite solid defense as well. They're not they're not that bad. And, yeah. You know, I can see them, see them pulling it out. There we go. Um, Burnley, Manchester City also tonight. I, I see, quarter past eight kickoff, and I that's away. Th- I see three 0 Man City. Three 0 You know what? I, I'm not as confident. 
I'm not really? as confident in the straight City. I think City are going to win, but I think Burnley are going to take them away. It's a ridiculously hard place to go yeah, to. It is a tough ground. Um, 1 0 City. Burnley, Burnley are going to give them a tough ride, I reckon. Could very easily be. I mean, yeah, as Man City have started to go on a bit of a rocky road, again. It wouldn't surprise me if it finishes one all, or they like, they manage to get something out of it. I think Man City probably will pull through, but again, it would not surprise me if it finishes as a draw. Yeah, it could be a very interesting game to come. What are you thinking, Reese? You're going to stick with a 3 0? 3 0, yeah, I think. There we go. Uh, yeah. Chelsea, Aston Villa, yeah, that's on tomorrow. To, onto Wednesday's games. Onto so, Wednesdays, yeah. Uh, by the time you guys are listening, potentially, uh, whether you listen to this in, in, the, in the afternoon or not, uh, there are games tonight. Uh, that are on Amazon Prime Video as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Chelsea versus Aston. That's going to be a tough one. Very worried about Tammy Abraham, to be honest. Um, well, it depends if he plays. Actually, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if he's fully fit to play because I know he did come off injured in the Champions League last week. So I, I reckon if there's any opportunity where he is fit, he gets played just for the mind games. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise <laughs> me to be honest. Comes back and scores against his, uh, you know, the, the, the team that he'll promote. Yeah, I mean, I, I know he's got a lot of love for Villa, um, which, is, which is good to see. You know, we've we've got a lot of love for him as fans anyway. So um, it, it's one of them. Like yeah. I think. Away at Stamford Bridge, it wouldn't surprise me to be fair if we we get a goal and go one and up again. But again, it's it's this bottling leads. So I think we might struggle. I think I'm going to put two two one Chelsea. On that yeah, one. two one Chelsea. Wouldn't surprise me. I'd say two one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, all the, all all in all, though, I think that'll be a good game to watch. Onto a game which I think will possibly not be as interesting to watch. I think Leicester Watford. I mean, straight away three 0 Leicester. Three 0 I, I I'm I'm I'm. Confident with results like this, they've just lost uh, Kiko Sanchez Flores as well. So yeah. they currently don't have a manager. I think that is another thing we haven't mentioned. They they've all Watford have Flores, also yeah. lost their manager again. Yeah, I'm. I can't see anything but no. getting absolutely run around the pitch. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's a shame. It's a shame. It is because you know, Watford do have a lot of promising players, and I've said it countless times. Delafe De- was going in the summer for yeah. cheap yeah. because um, he can, he can. He, he's a very good player. He used to play for Barcelona. Yeah, you know so. To have him in a struggling side like Watford is is absolutely appalling. It is, and uh, I see nothing more than the Leicester winner. What are we thinking, boys? Four 0 Yeah, potentially a free one. Maybe they'll get a goal, but yeah, it's going to be very comfortable. Yeah, Southampton Norwich, and uh, a game again. Maybe not the most exciting, mm. but if I had to put anything on that, I, I'm I'm probably looking at like a one or draw, maybe like potentially. I reckon they might. They might be potential for it to kind of kick off and go a bit crazy I yeah. think you know I think with Norwich obviously they're not they're far far from safe um, and Southampton might go for it I think they might see Norwich and go this could be one of the most important games of the season so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me to be fair if it, if it does get quite a higher scoreline than most people predict I might I'll throw it out and say something like a 2-2 two, two or maybe 3-2 to Norwich yeah could be a very interesting uh, I'm one. probably going to go yeah, one nil Norwich. One nil Norwich. Wolves uh, West Ham. One all. Straight away one all. Wolves are draw masters. They have they obviously they masters. they haven't they haven't lost in September. Yeah. And that was to Chelsea five two I believe. So, uh, they are the masters of getting points at the minute. Yeah. They are sick. It's going to be uh, at home same, as well. Same points as Tottenham at the minute. They're on twenty points. Um, and that's that. Yeah, I I can't see it. I mean, West Ham as well coming off the win against Chelsea. Yeah, the the the, the is a tough ground to go to. I mean, like you said, West Ham coming off the back of that of that result could make it a bit more bit more interesting. Possibly, I am going to put Wolves down to win. I'm going to put two one. Two. I, I think sure. I think one all. I think um, 
Wolves in any other situation probably would be the favourites. Um, yeah. However, West Ham are such a like dodgy team in terms of form. You don't know if they're going to show up. You don't know if they'll show up and get battered. Or I think probably the safe bet. Yeah, it would be a one all. Yeah. Man United, Tottenham. Wow. Three two to Tottenham. Yeah, to be fair, that wouldn't surprise me with the way the games have been going. Yeah, yeah. they go three 0 up, and Man United come and uh, come and get a few. I'm going to say two 0 Tottenham. I don't. I, I don't. It, it pains me to say it, but I just can't see anything else. Mourinho is going to come for bloody. He, he wants mm -hmm. the win. I mean, you know, and and he'll get. I reckon he'll get it. Spurs, Spurs are on the up at the minute, and maybe you can't see anything else. But uh, yeah, Spurs, Spurs victory here. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with a three one, three two Tottenham. Yeah, I think after after that game. Obviously, you've got in very quick succession on the, week, on the weekend. You've also got Manchester City, United are playing. But that one of those two games will be Ollie's final game. Yeah. I, I think mean, you'd I hope know. so, looking at it from a United standpoint. I mean, I, 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 love, I love the man, uh, but it's, it's, it's not going to work it's out. It's looking bleak. It's, it is looking bleak. It's, 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 a, it's a shame whenever this happens, but I think it's going to happen. Uh, Liverpool-Everton, another game which could be the last game of a manager. You never know. I mean, obviously, a game which Everton go in as the as the as the you know the miners in that game but marco silva again has had a lot of questions asked it's him. gonna be the game of his life i'm sorry but it has to be like yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he's still in the job now whether he will be by the end of the week who knows i might suddenly just have a quick turnaround but i think uh if i was the everton board i'd kind of say look this is the most derby yeah you, we're not on paper you're not expected to go in there and get a result however being the most derby i mean they'll probably just say look it's the game of your life go in there and just get something from it if you can get yeah. something from it you might be able to prove to us that you've got a side that can turn around but we'll see I'm yeah. going to put 2-1 Liverpool on there yeah I'm going to put 3-1 because we can't keep clean sheets no two we, all. We, we cannot keep clean sheets 2-1 two two all. All. Oh, two all. I think it's going to be crazy is Liverpool at home or I'm thinking they are at home. home they're unbeaten at home aren't they I think yeah, I I think it could be a shock in a sense that it, it would, might end up being like a two-all result. I think Liverpool will be leading probably yeah. throughout, but I think if Marco Silva's really going to throw the kitchen sink at everything to try and save his career, yeah. he needs a two-all. It could that, that 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 could be the prediction it of the could. podcast, mate. I mean, maybe it will come back and I'll have to revisit. <laughs> Don't come back to it. <laughs> Sheffield Newcastle. Uh, I'm going to go uh, one, nil, 1 nil to Sheffield United. Correct, yeah, I'd say probably the same. I'm also saying that. I think that's, that's quite an easy one all around, yeah. I think. Yeah, but um, yeah, 1 nil Sheffield. Yeah. And away, an away away game for Newcastle, that's going to be tough. Hard. Sheffield got the form. Yeah, they're, they're running on good form. Moose, it's in, in great form. The rest of the teams, they're, they're all gelling together. Yeah. Obviously, Newcastle's front three aren't the greatest at the minute, so. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. And the final game to predict this week for Premier League football: Arsenal Brighton. I don't think so. We still got one more. We've got a, we've got another weekend. We've got the whole weekend to predict. Oh, oh, mate! You know, you know. I feel, I feel like for that one, we might have to record a little mini episode just okay. as a slight <laughs> okay. other prediction. Quick little preview. But I feel yeah. like for this Do one here, behind the scenes, because this week we have got an absolute bombardment of absolutely games. yeah it's december though, isn't it that's what <laughs> it, it is, is. it's yeah. a busy time it's horrible we've got so many games yeah. like we've got the club world cup and we've got i'm pretty sure we've got aston villa in the cup yeah. at some point yeah. like in the space of two Jürgen, days. yeah yeah i say Jurgen klopp's not going to be at the carabao cup game is he? he's not no, i would no. prioritize the carabao cup I, I mean i don't see these big fascination between the club world cup okay. I, i'm sorry i really don't understand it's, it it's a weird trophy isn't yeah it? it's, it's like a weird trophy is it is he like a so you know like something that should be privileged you know like is it like a privileged trophy to Maybe, have I don't potentially know I, just, I see it because i know there's some weird like really weird teams in it like yeah you I, get like your standard Real madrid blah 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 but 
I don't know who else. You, know, you get random teams from all over the place, and he just he, to me, yeah. weirdly, it seems like a preseason like friendly tournament. Yeah, I like, don't hold it in particularly high regard. No, not at all. It's almost 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 comes across as unnecessary time being taken out of, of yeah. a very busy football schedule. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for, for 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 the final one for this week uh, for this episode, we will do a slight small prediction as well, which possibly could go up on the socials. But Arsenal Brighton, what were we thinking, guys? One 0 Brighton. Um. I'd probably go for a draw. I think Brighton. I think Brighton are obviously not doing too bad at the moment. I think. Yeah. I think Arsenal might get something from the game. They might just go for it. I can't really see much happening to be honest. I would not surprise me if we finish one all. Yeah. Yeah, one all. It's gonna be one all. I think. <laughs> it's it's it, with Arsenal right now. It's really hard to to kind of know where they're going. Arsenal and United have both got the clubs completely in turmoil at the moment. But there we go, guys. That is your episode this week for the Average Pundits. Like we said, we will have the uh, other predictions coming up on the social soon, possibly a little recording maybe coming up. Harry, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Absolutely, no problem, gentlemen. And the uh, Big Dogs are playing this week against uh, the University of Aston. Please, uh, you know, keep updated, keep following the socials. Of the Big Dogs. Of the Big Dogs. Has, has um, the university team got any, anything on social media? To, to yes, post? they do. They do. Uh, there's uh, University of Worcester men's football. You can follow them on Instagram. They tend to do, um, also on Twitter as well, they tend to do most of the posts uh, about all, the, all five games. I believe all five university football teams are playing on Wednesday, so yep. they tend to give, like, you know, updates of what the scores are. Um, I think the Freeze are currently playing. Uh, Freeze are going to be playing on the Free G uh, on Wednesday. So obviously, you know, if you get the chance to go down, go and see them. Perfect. And we will make sure we uh, we put all the links to the University of Worcester men's uh, football team socials on our social platforms. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Pundits and on Twitter at Pundits Average. Those and shall be in the description as well and also on the screen uh, as they always are as they always are but please like and share this video guys subscribe on youtube if you guys are new and thank you very much we will see you guys very soon